Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. Good morning. We are loaded up today. Welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa, and we are here for Friday Follies, insane things in the news from the liberal left. And let's see if we can get through all of it, most of it, how far we can get. We're going to go quickly. I've been talking about Sam Bankman-Fried, the disgraced CEO of cryptocurrency exchange FTX, who funneled money to the Democrats through his cryptocurrency exchange, who went bankrupt conveniently just after the elections in November, just after all the millions of dollars got to the Democrats. But this, <laughs> this, is, this is my point. I described him yesterday. I gave a little bio of Sam Bankman-Fried, the man-child Generation Zer, who fits that perfect profile of living in your parents' basement although and playing video games all day. Uh, and dutifully carrying out all of the bidding of your leftists, leftist handlers to fulfill leftist causes and bankroll them. And, and his version, if you remember, of his parents' basement where he plays video games all day is actually not his parents' basement. It's a penthouse in the Bahamas where he has all of his polyamorous partners, multiple partners, just sick and twisted. Well, and he's... As I said, a perfect generation Zer, emasculated, vegan, loves every liberal liberal cause like climate change, uh, you know, fighting climate change. Uh, loves COVID lockdowns. That way he can he can have on government orders. He can stay in his penthouse and play video games all day because the government makes him. They the liberals love this, and this is what happened after he got arrested on Monday evening. Sam Bankman-Fried's family requested the jail to serve him vegan food. <laughs> how, how obtuse. Disconnected from reality. You just squandered millions of people's dollars, billions of dollars. You are, you, you have, you've lost. You were a billionaire. Now you're a bankrupt nothing. You've been arrested. And... The family's first thought, this is liberalism, is, can you just please make sure he doesn't get forced to eat meat? <laughs> Disgraced crypto billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried's relatives reportedly called the rodent-infested Bahamas prison where he is being held and asked if he could get vegan meals. He has his own room in the maximum security section of the Bahamas lockup that is known to be crawling with rats and maggots. Can you just make sure little Sammy doesn't have to eat the rats and make sure he has sweet potato fries and vegan food. This fits the picture of what a leftist is. It's hysterical. If it wasn't so tragic, how misguided these people are. Right on cue. Wreg.com reporting from the Hill Politics. Right on cue. Fulfilling everything I've been saying about the 
war in the Republican Party between the massive majority conservatives and the establishment never-Trumpers that you can fit in a thimble that no one supports, right on cue, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, Tuesday night, blamed the former President Trump and the power that he exerted in the GOP primaries for the, quote, candidate quality issues that the Republicans struggled with in key races in the midterms. Right on cue, Mitch McConnell goes out because right now he, him and the establishment Republicans are trying to push this omnibus spending bill. A bazillion dollars. Who knows? Billions of dollars, trillions of dollars. I have no idea. To strap the American people with this big bill that's crossing the aisle and meeting in the middle with Democrats and giving them everything they asked for to spend all their money on. Meanwhile, we have the House. We won the House. We'll be able to stop all their spending in January. But in this lamed up duck session of Congress, our, our fearless leader, Mitch McConnell, the Republican Senate minority leader, wants us to shake hands with the Democrats and force through a spending bill prematurely when we don't even have to runs to the microphone on Tuesday. And while he's up there singing the praises of this spending bill, by the way, Rush Limbaugh, the late great, used to call him the turtle because he does look like a turtle. And we couldn't barely understand everything that he says. Mitch McConnell, Republican senator from Kentucky. Sounds like he's got marbles on his mouth. He can barely understand. This is what's leading the establishment Republican Party. An old, I don't know how old, geriatric marble-mouthed senator from Kentucky who just does the Democrats' bidding. And here's the key phrase they use now, candidate quality, and move on. Those are buzzwords for the establishment. We have to move on past Trump, and we lost because of candidate quality. And everybody regurgitates the same phrase. So he runs to the microphone and says this. McConnell said his party was hampered by weak candidates in several battleground states. Oh, we ended up having a candidate quality issue, McConnell said. Look at Arizona. Look at New Hampshire. And a challenging situation in Georgia as well. No, these are all massively popular MAGA candidates that you did not support and pulled funding from. McConnell noted that his affiliated super PAC, the Senate Leadership Fund, did intervene in two primaries in Alabama and Missouri, but he argued there was little Senate GOP leaders could do in races where Trump-endorsed MAGA-style candidates or Republicans who claimed the 2020 election was stolen. That's right. That's a key description and a key platform issue and a key litmus test to whether or not you're a real Republican, a MAGA candidate, was the election in 2020 stolen? And we need candidates that are going to say, yes, it was. The Senate Leadership Fund spent more than $4 million to oppose Representative Mo Brooks, Alabama, in the Alabama Senate GOP primary and invested more than $6 million in the super PAC Show Me Values to stop Eric Greetens from winning the Senate GOP nomination in Missouri. So rather than spending all the money to win the general elections, Mitch, thanks a lot, which is one of the reasons we lost, you spent all of your money trying to beat MAGA candidates in the primaries, Republican versus Republican. Our ability to control, this is McConnell saying, primary outcomes was quite limited in 22 because the support of the former president proved to be very decisive in these primaries. No kidding, because he's wildly popular. So my view was do the best with the cards you're dealt. Right, Pull money from all the MAGA candidates so that Kelly Shabaka loses in Alaska. That's what he said of the Senate GOP strategy of coalescing behind weak candidates who had Trump's support, such as Herschel Walker. So-called, according to these talking heads in the establishment, so-called weak candidates like Herschel Walker. They're not weak candidates. That's the establishment 
party line. Hopefully in the next cycle, he says, we'll have quality candidates everywhere and a better outcome. Right, because because establishment candidates win? That's what they want us to think. I've said this so many times ad nauseum this week. Because John McCain was a winner? Uh, because Mitt Romney was a winner? Establishment loses. Watered down Republican rhino, Democrat light, L-I-T-E, like the Republican Party being faux Democrats, Democrats light, not as extreme, doesn't win. No one wants these milk toast, watered down, waste of time candidates. McConnell said that some Republicans had forgotten the lessons of the 2010 and 2012 elections. What did I tell you? That's what they go back to when they did the same thing they did this year and in 2020. What did they say in 2020 and 2022? It's you MAGA conservatives, Tea Party types that cause us to lose. Same stupid narrative they used in 2010 when the Tea Party kicked butt and won like 60 seats for the House. Oh, we didn't win some Senate races because of the Tea Party and conservatives. They did it. I, I say it all the time. They did it to Reagan. They did it in 2010. They're doing it with the, the Trump MAGA movement. And all we do is acquiesce, roll over, and listen to them again and again. Don't believe the hype. He said the GOP back then fumbled good opportunities to win races in Delaware, Indiana, Missouri, because extreme or controversial Republican candidates won those years' primaries. Right. We're too extreme. The right wing's too extreme. I do think we had the opportunity to relearn one more time. You have to have, here it is, quality candidates to win competitive Senate races, he said. We went through this in 2010 and 2012. Same party line. Quality candidates. We lost because of the extreme right wing. Because they hate us. They want us to shut up. The pro-lifers, the MAGA, the Tea Party, the limited government, the states' rights. They want us to show up and go away. We're an embarrassment to them at their cocktail parties and in the establishment Republican Party. All right. The Federalist had this great article, Republicans insisting that the party move on are daring voters to do the exact opposite. That's the other line they use, quote, move on. It needs to be a rule for the Larry Hogan wing of the Republican Party. He's another one, the Chris Christie, uh, the uh, Mitt Romneys. That wing of the Republican Party, anytime they drone about it being time to, quote, move on, they should say out loud exactly what it means to move on. That's the Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney's of the Republican Party. These people can't even get elected dog catcher, in the words of Rush Limbaugh. All right, look at this. Trump truthed this out. How crazy are these people? How bad for our country? Listen to this from the New York Post. National Archives Task Force cites the rotunda as an example of structural racism. Right, where our Declaration of Independence are and the Constitution. Both documents, which were used to abolish slavery and usher in the greatest amount of political and civil freedom we have ever seen in human history. These are the documents that triggered it, that put in motion the mechanisms to free the slaves. What country has ever reformed itself out of slavery? Upwards and forwards, progressing in the respect of the individual human rights and dignity. What nation? America. Because of the rule of law because of the effects of the gospel broadly on a nation, because of the effects of Christianity and Christian law, the, one of the best pictures of which we see are the Declaration of the Constitution. That's what caused the freedom of the slaves and civil rights, the dignity of the individual, as I said. 
But that's now structural racism. The National Archives Task Force on Racism claimed in a little-noticed report to the U.S. Tops librarian that the archives' own rotunda, which houses the Declaration of Independence, the U.S. Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, is an example of, quote, structural racism and that the founding fathers and other white, historically impactful Americans are portrayed too positively. Yeah, founding fathers who set up the greatest nation of freedom. These guys were too profoundly racist and evil. Can't, pro- can't portray them positively. Some examples of, quote, structural racism were provided in the summary of the report, including, quote, legacy descriptions that use, look at all these stupid academic fluff words, legacy descriptions, legacy descriptions. That means old words. Legacy descriptions that use racial slurs and harmful language to describe BIPOC communities. Black, indigenous, people of color. You, they've had to go past... It was just blacks were enslaved. That's it. Nobody else. Not the Hispanics, not Asians. It was blacks in American slavery. And it was forced on us by the English and King George III. We got rid of it. We hated it. So many of the founding fathers were against it. But they've had to broaden the umbrella. I hate the phrase BIPOC because you need to broaden the base of angry victim cohorts. And so black isn't good anymore. You have to call it BIPOC communities. It's not even true. We didn't enslave anybody else, which includes actual racial slurs alongside terms such as elderly, that's bad, handicapped, which used to be the sensitive way to refer to people with disabilities, and illegal alien, which is a true legal description. Additionally, the report categorized the National Archives Rotunda as another example of structural racism as it, quote, lauds wealthy white men in the nation's founding while marginalizing BIPOC women in other communities. Really? Really marginalizes them. The task force suggests ways to reimagine the rotunda. Here's their solution, including staging, quote, dance or performance art in the space that invites dialogue. Buzzword, stupid word. Let's have a dialogue. Let's have conversation. Guys, when I tell you about these things, I'm exactly right. I have my finger on the pulse of the culture. Dialogue about the ways that the United States has mythologized the founding era. What, mythologized by saying we did usher in the greatest instance of human freedom ever known to man in history because of Christian law? That's mythologizing. And so the remedy is to have dancing and performance art because that's not completely effeminate. My, my. The report also called for, quote, trigger warnings to be put in place with historical content to forewarn audiences of content that may cause intense physiological and psychological symptoms. So people are going to have physical reactions to the Constitution. And from the Federalist, labeling the founding documents offensive is just the beginning of the National Archives' spiteful plans. Same story here. Trigger warnings on the Constitution. One notable example is the National Archives' decision to put a to post a, quote, harmful language alert. I'm, I'm, I, my voice must sound ridiculous. I can't even believe this. Put that harmful language alert banner above documents in its digital archives, I guess online, including the Constitution and Declaration of Independence. According to the archives' warning, its documents include many, quote, outdated, biased, offensive, and possibly violent views and opinions. Really? Like, Congress shall make no law establishing the freedom of, establishing religion or prohibiting the freedom the freedom to exercise thereof, the right of the people to peaceably assemble, right, keep and bear arms, free speech. These shall not be infringed. That's, 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 that's violent, as well as documents that, quote, reflect racist, sexist, ableist, misogynistic, 
misogynoir and xenophobic and opinions and attitudes. These people are idiots. My buddy says that. You're an idiot. Sometimes it's so appropriate. The archives chose to issue a, quote, harmful language warning across the board, knowing full well the documents read most, read most often on its website and in its halls are founding era materials like the Constitution. And there's more. I didn't get to it. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. Today's Friday Folly Flamethrower Award has to go to the National Archives for thinking that our founding documents do violence and may incur physical, painful physical responses from people reading them. Have a great weekend. Keep up the fight.